Set your sail for the orange and blue sea. Welcome to the Java Men Fighting Illini podcast. It's March 14th. This is Suds. We got a great crew tonight. I'm with Dalla Bills, Java Joe. I'm with Java Etch. I'm with the Spy. Gentlemen, March Madness. It's time. How we feeling? It's finally here. This is March. I'm speechless. It's March, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what, Joe, what do you say? This team's built for March? This team's is built that, for March. Always... This team's built for March. We're built like a Big 12 team. We're built for March. Joe, are you built for March, though? Because are you recovered from, like, Mardi Gras and St. Patrick's Day? It's been a rough stretch. Do you have anything left in the tank for, I, this, yeah. for this Final Four run? Yeah, I had a throwback weekend between the Big Ten tournament and St. Patrick's Day on Saturday at McGurk still, the wee hours. <laughs> oh man, it was, rough, it was a rough Sunday and Monday, but you know what? I'm back. I'm back. It's Tuesday and I'm back. I'm focused. I lost, lost, lost. I, I forgot. I put it away for a while. Put it away, and now I'm back, focused on Arkansas. Joe, you know what the line of that text thread was? You, you were sending a lot. We could tell that you were that you were a little pickled. <laughs> but it was we're not we're not that young anymore when you send that uh, next yeah, morning. Yeah, next Sunday morning. morning. Confirmed yeah. not that young. Yeah, I think it was clear Confirmed I was feeling not that it. Young. Yeah, I was definitely feeling it that night. <laughs> Just a bunch of guys in their mid-30s, that's all. That's scary to say. All right, boys, here's what we're going to do. So w- this is our first time chatting in two weeks. We had the Big Ten tournament. We're going we're gonna to chat briefly on that. We lost to Penn State 79-76, complete the season 20-12 and 12 for the year. 11 and 9 in the Big Ten, 11 and 10 if you include the one and done against Penn State. We had a couple Java men in attendance. So, Joe, Shaps, I want to get your thoughts on that. But then after we talk Big Ten tournament, we're gonna we're gonna focus this episode primarily on the big dance. We are built for March. PMA, this is a huge PMA episode, positive mental attitude, boys. Only good vibes going into this week. Bills, I'm gonna start with you. Sounds like you were in the suite, throwing back some some rums, watching the game on last Thursday. What happened? Well, the good news is for work, we we plussed up the bar, so we were drinking high end high end liquor in the box <laughs> at the United Center. Sailor uh, Jerry, then hats off to to Juan. He was awesome. He get he had given up um drinking for lent so he said it's been a he said it's been rough but he said he's been doing what doing well and powering through um so i have i have three quick things on our big 10 showing one is i'm grateful by just hearing those records i'm grateful (laughs) two is the the big 10 logo was almost quietly updated if that's even if i can even and it's and it's horrible it's it's just as bad as the first one, except they took they took away like what two colors and kept it the exact same. Um, and and the third is 
not going to say I told you so, but I said we'd either win the Big Ten tournament or lose to Penn State. And that's what happened. Good call. Sure that's my bet. recap. <laughs> I, was, I was more focused on your other pick of the Big Ten tournament, the Ohio State Buckeyes. You called that one. So, I, I yeah, that was my other call. What, they went all the way to the final? Or semi? Final four, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Shaps, you, you were what, second row, you were saying? Yeah. Talk to me about the game. How was the atmosphere? Got hooked up with uh, some pretty good seats. So I was sitting second row. I had Terrence Shannon's family right in front of me, uh, straight across from the Illinois bench. Um, had some NBA scouts, such as Gar Foreman, sitting a few uh, rows behind me. So I had a great look at uh, at things, and I was kind of right on the wing too, on the side that uh, Jalen Pickett likes to clear out and and just back down and play the booty ball, as booty Brad ball. calls it. So I got a real close look at the booty. The booty was popping uh, from my seats. The atmosphere uh, not so great. Uh, we didn't have a whole lot to cheer for. There were obviously tons of Illini fans there, but. Outside of that little bit of a run that we had that was killed by the Dane Danger headbutt. Yep. The run that we had up to that, that was that was the only time the crowd really got into it. Yep. Otherwise it was I mean, yeah, we, we didn't have a lot to root for. And so uh yeah, I think after the Dane headbutt, <laughs> like Penn State went on like an eight oh run or something like that, and it was it was pretty much over. Still yeah, always fun. Still always fun to 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 be in person, but yeah, kind of went how we expected it to go. Unfortunately, were there were there a lot of Penn State fans there? No, didn't see many Penn State fans. There was a small contingent really behind their bench, which was probably just mostly family. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, we never really see Penn State fans in in this area. You just don't really come across them. They're much bigger on the East Coast, I think. So we lost two home games and a neutral game then with Penn State, is what we're saying. Essentially. <laughs> Not to take a shot at Penn State after they murdered us in three games. I did see, yeah, I saw Scott Van Pelt uh, walk past me as we oh, were leaving, and the Terps right? were up next, and he walked right past me, and, and I yelled at him, and he gave me the old <laughs> head nod. But I was right behind press row, too, so I saw, you know, all the Inquirer, guys and i saw our old buddy jeff goodman who we saw in vegas and uh <laughs> so so the, so it was fun to just people watch uh it was much more interesting than the game speaking of the inquirer not to go on a tangent here but my i saw my dad tonight and naturally <laughs> he's all over the illini inquiry message boards <laughs> apparently <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> you got somebody on the message boards posting that Jaden Epps will be the next one in the portal. So be careful oh, on, the, man. on the message boards that'll, and the inquiry. That'll throw you in a spin cycle if you see Epps <laughs> is going into the portal. Etch, what do you got for me on the Big Ten tourney? I not much. I that you know Penn State clearly had um, our number. Um, Penn State's a good team. They're an old team. They're very well coached. Um, that the Micah Shrewsbury rumors to Georgetown are like growing and growing and growing. So, um, yeah, that would I, be it, fine. 
fine by me. Yeah. Um, and I, Brad, I, Brad would I, be fine. Can I ask real quick? What's the reasoning behind that? Did he? Is he? Did he go to Georgetown or? I don't know. What's the connection? Does anyone know? Probably Georgetown's just like a better program historically, right? I mean, no Georgetown, doubt about that. Yeah, I don't think Penn State is gonna shell out a lot of money for a basketball coach. That's just not really what they're known for. Well, they're paying legal fees, so yeah, Joe. Well, yeah, Joe, I don't think I don't think they I don't think he has a connection to Georgetown, and even if he did, that would probably be a strike against him because they're coming off a disaster with their most famous best <laughs> right. alumni. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So, but anyway, so Shrewsbury's got a good thing going at Penn State. Um, I thought it, it's interesting that there wasn't that Shaps that you're saying that there wasn't a lot of life there because it was like. There, there was a big deficit in the first half, like a nine-point deficit, ten-point deficit. And then Illinois came back, and it was like neck and neck during the second half until seven and a half minutes or so when the headbutt happened. Um, and then all everything just went Penn State's way the rest of the way. Um, but, yeah, it... it it was like a it was a great game on I thought watching on TV until that headbutt and then I I turned it off I didn't with like a minute 50 left it was a 12 point game and um then I saw that they cut it to 3 it ended up being a 3 point game but combining to lose to Penn State by a total of what 28 points this year in 3 games is not not what not what I thought when the season started so um yeah put it fold up Move out, get ready in Champagne. It was a weird game for sure, and I know we don't want to spend a ton of time on it. But, yeah, it was a weird game because it seemed like Penn State was in control for most of it, but we did go on little kind of mini runs that, that kept it close. Like every time it seemed like Penn State was going to pull away, we would go on a little bit of a run, but we just couldn't really ever get over the hump and that, that once again has everything to do with just the bad starts. We're always digging ourselves out of a hole. So then we go on a bit of a run and you're always going to give up another run. Like you're, right. you know, it's just a game of runs. So when you're already starting off behind it, you know, when they, when that other team counters your run with another run, it's like, okay, now we're back down by 10 or 12. So it, it's just, you're always fighting that uphill battle. I mean, people around me, <laughs> people around me were probably getting tired. They probably thought I was in trouble or something needed because I just kept screaming, help, help, send help. <laughs> and it was, it was every time Pickett just cleared out one side and he would just, again, the booty ball, just back down whoever was guarding him. And I was screaming, help, help. I mean, nobody's going to help. Nobody's going to help. And I get it. I know the whole like pick your poison thing. If if yeah. you help, he's a really really good passer, and they can really shoot threes. So I I get that. But I just keep going back to the fact that Penn State finished tenth in the Big Ten. Every other team, except Northwestern, every other team in the Big Ten figured out how to stop them. I don't think Indiana did, except for us. No, Indiana got swept by Penn State too. Is that true? Yeah, they got crushed by them in the regular season. 
and then they lost again in the tournament. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, I, yeah, they only played them once in the regular season, yeah, right? Right. And same right. with Northwestern, actually. But yeah, not that that matters. I, I agree yeah. with you. Shaq. But still, yeah, yeah they, still I mean, they finished in tenth place. Like, I, so I don't really get it. You just got to do something different. You have to do something different, and it just it goes back to the fact that we don't practice anything different. It's just we're gonna play our style and hope that things go well. And I just felt so bad for some like Jaden Epps gets out there, you know, his first action in a couple games because he had been out with the concussion. The first, I could see Shrewsbury drooling on the sidelines when Epps checked into the game because the first possession they immediately get the switch of Pickett uh, on of Epps onto Pickett and he just backs him straight down all the way underneath the basket and then just turns around and and, and puts a little floater in so. There was just never so I, an answer for him in three in three games, and that yeah. was frustrating. Sheps, so, interesting point you made up because I I wasn't able to watch. I I was like on and off because I was at a work event, so I was like trying to be a little antisocial and watch the game because we were at we were at a bar, but I wasn't really able to like watch watch and see what was happening. And then I looked at the box score and Epps played. What did he play? Like two minutes? Yeah. Cause and was he, that why? Like why? Why didn't Epps play more than that? I mean, I'm sure he's you know working his way back a little bit, but it was just a terrible matchup. And yeah, he threw him in kind of at the end of the first half, and it was just immediately evident that they're they're gonna just force the switch every single time, and there's nothing so Epps had he to could do about it. So Epps, yeah, he just can't. He can't defend in that situation. And then the other thing I'm sure that you saw in the box score was Dane, for some reason, playing 25 minutes. Yeah, Rodgers was the other thing that stood out. Because Ty played, what did Ty play, like less than 15 minutes? 12. That was, I mean, for not being able to watch that game fully and then seeing what's transpired over the last month of the year, that was very surprising. It's also not surprising because that's just what Brad does. He's he's going to play Dane. It doesn't matter what the matchup is, even though it's a dreadful matchup, like most matchups are for Dane at this stage of his career. And we're always going to suffer because of it. Dane, the whole offense was running through Dane at the start of the game, and he went like one for five on on just little layups, bunnies, and then he crushes us, obviously, on the defensive end. So, yeah, yeah it, it still doesn't make any sense, but you just have to accept the fact that he's going to play, and there's nothing that we can really do about it, apparently. Well, we got to turn the page because it's done with. And at, at the end of the day, if you don't win the Big Ten tournament, the best thing that happens is you lose the first game. I think we would all agree with that. I have two regrets from us losing. The first one is that we all had plans to go to the UC on Friday, which would have been a blast. Drink some some eighteen dollar rums at the UC. <laughs> yep. Java and then, convention was postponed. <laughs> unfortunately. And then two was well, I guess we would have been there, but for the Java men at home not being able to get Rafferty <coughs> for the games. So that that's huge because you know I know we don't have Curbelo anymore, but the Curbelo Rafferty combo, you know we're not losing any games. Curbella. Hey, real real <laughs> real quick. 
Um, I know we just turned the page, but I think overall, like for the record, Illinois did bet the best on picket than than anyone besides maybe Purdue and Purdue. Like I'm looking at, I looked at numbers at every single game. The difference in the Purdue and Penn State or the Purdue and Illinois game is Funk didn't make as many threes and Funk clearly got tired by by the by Sunday. So I yeah. think I think I mean the issue the bigger issue to, for me isn't how we how we guard. I think I we guarded him better than any other team. We forced we essentially played the same game plan that Purdue did. The issue to me is we're trying to compete and this will tie into the preview for Arkansas. We're trying to shoot threes with a three-point shooting team. And that's why we lost. They made more than we did. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, we have to we have to change the narrative around. Like, that wasn't a the, – the, the issue – we shot, we lost the game because we shot 21 threes, and we were playing Dane, and Dane, you're right, missed bunnies. He should, argument is he should have been playing. But if you're going to play him, go inside and take it, take advantage of the size. Go after, get on the glass, like, and that's hopefully what Illinois will if if they play Dane. Hopefully, what they will do for for Arkansas. So, anyways, I just I just thought that point was important lead in into kind of the strategy for the, the Arkansas game. Yeah. So, okay. Well, well done, boys. At, at the end of the day, we all agree. One and done in the Big Ten, but I think Spinney was saying it earlier in the year the doc it, it just doesn't matter joe you've been saying this a lot no, nothing really matters at this point i think the goal was accomplished and that was the third straight ncaa tournament appearance by brad would have been four straight so i want to recognize that because that was the covid year we probably would have been a five that year we were really turning it on at the end of the year that was io sophomore year kofi freshman year so really essentially fourth straight year making the tournament which Edge, as you like to say, be grateful <laughs> for what we had before. Shut up, shut up, uh, and be grateful. So, so I think goal accomplished, right? Shut up and be grateful. Now the one potential problem we see is where we get seated. We're in the West Region as a nine seed going up against Arkansas. So I want to, I want to pass it to Edge to start us off with a little tourney talk. As as Etch likes to say, you like to say in the chat group, we got to shut up and be grateful sometimes. So I want to get your thoughts, Etch, on where we're at. Yeah, the shut up and be grateful is served with a heavy, heavy dose of sarcasm because <laughs> because I I don't think that um, a program leader as elite as he is, who I think should have a contract for life, um, is a bro- is above criticism, but. That notwithstanding, it is tournament time. Um, when I saw, when I was watching the selection show, which got panned pretty widely as a bad selection show, I was, I was actually did it really? I, I, I just, oh. I, I heard it did. Um, I was pretty thrilled with the matchup, seeing Arkansas, seeing Kansas in the same side of the, in the bracket, um, for t- for two reasons. First. We might as well go straight into the lion's den, like no chatty to like yeah. toy around <laughs> with. And I didn't, I didn't know much about Arkansas, but my brother Java Jack, um, who's not a, he's a kind of a junior job, um, but he, I, I, I texted him, what do you think about the draw? And he said, Arkansas is loaded. It's about as bad a draw as we could get. Um, 
And so then I, I looked at who was on. <laughs> Joe is shaking his head. I was, I was looking at who was on Arkansas's team, and they are loaded. They have so much talent. They have the number one player, the number one uh, prospect in the country from last year, Nick Smith. Um, and I'm sure the people previewing will get into it more. But, um, yeah, I, I loved it. I Like straight into the lion's den, throw us to the most talented low seed in the country, um, maybe other than Illinois. And then potential yeah. rematch with Bill Self or a potential match with Bill Self rematch of the preseason uh, championship won by the Illini. So I, I, I loved it <laughs> like straight, straight up. Let's this season. I like in we'll, we'll do season reviews down the road. But overall, this season was like, yeah, we accomplished the goal of getting to the tournament. Didn't didn't have didn't live up to the expectations that those two games in um, November and December kind of set. Um, so landing at a eight, nine against a great team. That's fine. But that, that sounds, that sounds about right. It sounds about what this team deserves. So I'm pumped. Yeah. <laughs> Bills. What do you think? I saw some head shaking out of you. Well, well you know, I, I think Jack's a great man. Um, <laughs> Arkansas, Arkansas is very a very talented team. I think it's it's. I think every time I hear someone say Arkansas, they have the top two, top ten, what top ten draft picks coming up. Um, they they have thirteen losses. Illinois had twelve losses. <laughs> they had twenty wins. Facts. Like they they shot they shoot. You know, I don't have the exact stats here, but they're about the same free throw shooting team as Illinois. They're about the same three point shooting team percentage wise as Illinois. And for any of those who follow Illinois basketball, which I'm sure everyone listening does, those aren't good percentages. They foul a lot. Um, they also draw a lot of fouls. So they they. They're talented, but they're not, they haven't put it all together. And neither is Illinois, but they haven't put it all together with freshmen. We haven't put it all together with our top two players or a guy that's won a national championship and a guy that's, you know, played for some good coaches and, and been to a sweet 16. So I just think, yeah, I mean, when you, when you, unfortunately, when you drop to an eight, nine seed, um, you're probably going to run into a team that's underachieved, like a talented team that's under. It's, it's either a team, right? A team that probably wasn't going to be that good that's overachieved, or a team that's very talented that's underachieved. And I think we can all agree, like we can get into this after the season. Illinois played themselves into this position because they underachieved during the season. Arkansas has too. People will cite, you know, Arkansas's best player was was hurt for a few games. I think they've been two and four since he's come back. So it takes time to acclimate someone back to like we've seen with Goody. I think they're we're starting to see some signs of Goody playing better, but there's no like we don't know if these two freshman studs can play well together. You know, we we've had freshman studs on our team in Kofi and Io. Like those don't always work out well in the in the tournament. Io, I think, was a sophomore at the time. Or so it's you know it's it's hard to while while we it's a tough draw from a talent perspective 
they make they turn the ball over a lot too. We we make just as many like they're it's a, it's a very mirror image game from a, a talent perspective, underachieving strengths and weaknesses. They don't shoot the three. They don't shoot free throws very well. They get a lot of free throws and they make twos. I think I think this all comes down to Illinois. I my hope is that Illinois started slow, and Terrence Shannon's already called out called out that. Oh, Jay Wright picked Arkansas. My hope is that Illinois and and probably some of the job are thinking like, let's not start Dane. That that might be a separate conversation, or that might be tied into this. But let's just come out playing hard right away, playing a little bit with our like Brad said, with our hair down. And I think if they can do that and play defense and hold Arkansas to under one point zero five points per possession. If they can hold them under that, they'll win the game. If the, if they don't, they'll lose the game. And Arkansas's about half of their games, they've scored under 1.05 points per possession. So it's literally all going to come down to Illinois' defense. And yeah. you know what's going to work really well? And I'll wrap up with this. You know what's going to work really well with this defense is the drop coverage. Because they don't shoot the three well. So And Illinois is a very good blocking team. So Arkansas, in my opinion, plays into Illinois' defensive strengths. Well, that's Dane, right? Because we don't play drop when Dane's off the court. You could you could play Hawkins as like a, a safety drop. Yeah. Well, the problem is, well, specifically with the Dane thing is there's drop coverage and then there's whatever Dane is doing, which is he drops basically underneath the basket. And so, like, he completely removes himself from the play. Agreed. So, Dane is a terrible, terrible matchup in this game because they have really, really good guards. Because people always point to the, th- the three-point shooting as like, oh, th- this should be a good Dane game because they don't really shoot the three well. It's not the three that, that hurts playing Dane. It's good guards who they they come and get the ball screen, and then Dane is, like, so far out of the picture that the guards just go around the screen and they have those like five footers that are wide open. So those that's the real problem because you can't switch with Dane, right? And he doesn't hedge screens or anything like that. You know, you can't pressure with Dane. So that's really why he can't play. But a couple other things to address. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the draw was going to be bad no matter who it was because Illinois wasn't good. They've been pretty terrible the, the past three months. So we knew it was going to be a a bad draw you know that like if you look at well two of the other eight seeds are big 10 teams i think and then the other one is memphis which memphis and arkansas are pretty similar and then you know if we fell to a 10 seed like you wouldn't want to play mizzou again after what they did to us even though mizzou i I, is by far like the worst of all those teams they're probably worse matchup i agree than arkansas i'd rather play arkansas and so and then the other, what was the other seven seed? Texas A and M, who everyone said was the you know the biggest screw job by the committee, right. besides Rutgers not getting in, was Texas A and M seeding. They should have been like a five seed, and they got a seven seed. So you wouldn't want to play them probably. So Arkansas, yeah, I mean everyone's gonna say, and you, you're gonna you probably heard it a, a hundred times already that oh these teams are mirror image of of each other, and. While that's sort of similar, you know, they have some similarities that they both really stink at shooting the three is like the biggest similarity. 
But when you look at the actual numbers, Arkansas knows that they suck at shooting threes. Illinois doesn't. So the numbers, if you look at that, the Hogs have shot 533s on the year. We've shot 793. <laughs> so that's we just really, keep shooting really and keep shooting and keep shooting. Yeah. Where Arkansas, they know they can't shoot, so they don't take many threes. They, yeah. they do what they do best. Yeah, they've struggled a lot, but obviously we've mentioned that their best player has been out, and it wasn't just a few games. He missed more than half the season. Do you guys think that's a great point, Chaps? And not to interrupt you, but if Illinois replaced those 200 shots, or well, it was more than that, 200-plus shots. Yeah, like 260 more. What do you think our record is? That That's a good question. Um, I One thought that came to mind when, when we're talking about, like, the amount of threes taken and the big games that Illinois won, like Texas and um, – especially the UCLA game, like Shannon got so hot from three and then yeah. Meyer got so hot from three. So yeah. I think if Illinois is going to, I don't know if they need to do this again. I don't think they have to do this against Arkansas necessarily, but if they get to, I uh, shouldn't jump ahead, but the KU, they, they're, they're, at, at some, <laughs> they at some point KU. they need to make some threes. Yeah. Like they don't need to take yeah. 25, but they do need to make a clip. I, I was, um, I was listening to, um, our friends over at the Inquirer, um, <laughs> Latulip was on, and he gave a rundown of Arkansas's 13 losses. And those 13 losses, the opponent's field goal amount, uh, three-point field goals taken is minuscule. It's like 12, 10, 8, 9, 10, wow. like really, really small. Um, and it that, that jumped out to me because that's all – you kind of read about all you think about all you hear about when when you see these Illinois losses is well we took too many threes too many step backs so if they can get more in line with the teams that beat Arkansas this year and limit the attempts from three um that would be great I also wanted to highlight this guy his name's Brandon Baker B ba- at B Baker Hogs he's um <laughs> He's a pre he previews I, Razorback basketball games and recruiting for best of Arkansasports.com. You're hitting the hogwire message boards or Yeah, th- this guy Brandon, this is Colt's cousin in Arkansas. <laughs> he um he put out this tweet that I thought was like speaks to Joe's point. And and the Shaps in a way. But points per game, Illinois has 74.7, Arkansas 74.8. Blocks per game, Illinois 5.7, Arkansas 5.3. Three-point field goal percentage, Illinois 30.9, Arkansas 32.1. Um, turnovers per game, Illinois 12.4, Arkansas 12.3. Offensive efficiency, Illinois 58, Arkansas 51. Very, very similar numbers. Like, very, very similar numbers. The one thing that worries me about this matchup that I think my my brother was getting at was there's a difference in talent. Teams are, people are saying mirror images; those numbers bear it out. Those are mirror image numbers in the tournament where a guard especially can take over or like get hot. Everyone knows like the Kemba and um, like going yeah, back Kemba to Walker. Our, yeah, like you know 
Khaled El Amin, like going back to the way back. <laughs> you know, the guards can take over the tournament. Nick Smith, number one recruit, can take over. We don't have anyone in the same class as Nick Smith. We have a couple of NBA guys, but we don't have two NBA top ten picks. So I think we can I think we have the players who can do it. Um, but our, we you know, I don't think we should sell Arkansas's talent short. They they are elite elite yeah and yeah like we talk about how good brad is at recruiting and he is really really good and he's built illinois from from a pile of crap what muscleman has done at arkansas is is insane again similar taking over a program that was probably towards the bottom of the sec and he's getting nba players like you know, it's a different approach, obviously, because a lot of these guys are one and done, whereas Brad gets guys for at least a few years. But it, it is unbelievable the, the level of talent that he's been able to bring in there. And yeah, I mean, the matchups, there, there is a lot of similarities, like we've said. But the similarities, in my opinion, only hold water when Dane is on the bench. Like when we play our best lineup, that is when we're very similar because Arkansas is built that way. Everyone in their lineup is between like six four and six ten. You know they can, they're just very long and and rangy and athletic, and they're just gonna dunk on your heads every chance that they get. So when we have our best lineup out there, it is an awesome matchup and would be really really fun. The problem is we're not gonna see our best lineup out there most of the time because Dane's gonna be out there. So we can't even, we can't even like put that into the game plan of like, well, if we get, you know, our, our good guys out there and match up with them, we know that's kind of not going to happen. So really like the keys for me are not turning the ball over. And I don't think apps can play much in this game because their guards are big and, and they'll take advantage of apps and they love to pressure too. So like, they will be all over apps if he's bringing the ball up the court a lot. So it, it might be Coleman Hawkins' point guard a lot in this game. But Epps, Epps isn't a big turnover guy, though. When he's pressured, yes. He, he 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 tends to lose it pretty easily, and he's going to have much bigger guys guarding him, unfortunately. So we have to take care of the ball because Arkansas, they force a lot of turnovers, and they're just going to dunk it on your heads, and that's going to like build up their momentum more and more and more. So you got to take care of the ball, and... Yeah, Meyer is is going to have to shoot, make his threes, because like that's our offense isn't going to suddenly change. We're not suddenly going to stop shooting threes. So like Meyer's going to have to hit those step backs for us to to have a good chance in this game. But the other thing Joe mentioned is they foul. They foul a shit ton. So this should be a, a game where Shannon should get 15 points at the free throw line. That's like if he's going to the hole. Meyer can draw fouls from shooting threes like no other. Even Melendez, like he, those should be the guys that are getting to the free throw line, and we should get 15, 20 points at the line as a team. Yeah, that's going to be a huge, huge impact. Unfortunately, we're going to have to look to the Zebras. The Zebras are <laughs> going to have a huge impact on this game and, and how they call it because Shannon, he likes to put his head down and search for contact, and either he gets the call or he doesn't. So if they call it for him, he's going to have a huge game at the free throw yeah. line and we're going to get them in foul trouble and we could have some momentum. But if if things don't go our way like that, then it could get out of hand really quickly. 
I, I think so. I agree with a lot of what you said, Chaps, but I, I think that this team only has a chance if Epps is a big part of it. And I, we, we need Epps. I, that's why I, I, like, I didn't watch the game right on, against Penn State, and he only got two minutes. So I, I don't know if that was Brad trying to ease him in, which seemed odd, because if, if you're healthy enough to play, you play. Or maybe it was the pick matchup. But I think you got to just, if he's a bad matchup on defense, you got to figure it out because he just brings too much to the team offensively I agree. With his ability to create. I agree, but and, if he's not if he's not making his shots, which he hasn't done for the past few months really, it's he's going to have a a pretty tough time getting it'll be, into the lane on on these guys that are just a lot bigger than yeah, him. So I would love for him to be out there. I just worry what the matchup is is going to look like and if Arkansas might really take advantage of him. More importantly for me, I think Shannon needs to be aggressive from tip. Yeah. Because I think too much in the last month, we've seen Shannon just only get aggressive in the second half. And at that point, I think it's been too late. And Joe, you touched on this with TSJ. He has experience going to the Sweet 16. He's the most experienced player aside from Meyer on the team. I think TSJ, I think Meyer, I think Epps, those are three key guys for this game on Thursday. I want to get more into spreading them out, and it kind of goes back to Shep's. That's why I was saying like I, I like a lot of things they were saying with Dane. Dane's my guy, the dancing bear, but I think he's got he's to hit the pine. And I was going to say, game. you know what would get Shannon off to a better start? Is not yeah, having Dane, Dane out bench. there because because I want the I want to spread them out. I right. want every play. I don't care every time that like the, like I've seen it too many times because other coaches do it to us. I just I want a run spread offense and just give the ball to Shannon and let him go to the hole. We're so time. much better because Dane when Dane starts we it's like we have to run the offense through him you know and he goes to work and okay might, he might get a couple baskets. But we're, then we're still down by 12 points at the first TV timeout. So I think having Dane out of the game makes everyone else better and more aggressive yeah. and spreads the floor and all that. I, Sorry, th- I think Underwood's going to do it. I think he's going to do it. You think he's going to start? There's no think, way. There's think, no way. I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to do it. And I think he's going to do it because I have zero basis in fact to say that. But, but he, but I, I do think like the way Underwood has been talking this week, he's been talking about being free, easy, let our hair down, no pressure. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, under Underwood, I think Underwood is looking at this actually pretty clearly from a big picture perspective. This is a transition year where he loaded up on mercenaries, tra- um, or uh, mercenaries who loaded up on the transfer portal. But yep. it, he also said this week in the um, um, in one of his interviews, a press conference, he had that he hates the transfer portal. Like he, he he's doing what he needs to do to get through this transition year. I think Dane's going to be a big part of the program going forward. So you know that would that would tend to sh- t- t- tend to cut a- against what I'm saying that that he'll sit. Dane for this first, at least for to start, and maybe play him only 15 minutes a game as the Java men have been advocating. Um, 
but I think Brad's seeing a big picture. He knows that this year just he's got talent. Let the cards fly. He put Dane in there against Penn State. It didn't work for the I don't know how many times has it been the last like fifteen games. It it's just been a pretty stale run. I think his plus minus says it all, I think. Right? Yeah. And I so so I well documented. Yeah, so I think I think Brad will do it. I have hope that he will do it. So do you think he does that from the start, Etch? Do you think he starts it? Does it? Does he? Does he not start Dane, or do you think he starts Dane and and Bales? I think quickly. I think he starts Dane and Bales. But he's. I mean, he. That's that's what he's done the past several games, right? And then at the first, yeah. <laughs> at I the under sixteen, at the this. under sixteen, it's fourteen to six. I take it back. He he benches Dane. I'm holding out hope. Okay, because I I know Joe has strong opinion on this, but the less I I just want to get your guys' thoughts on this because. Every time we ran it, like it, it was the whole Northwestern game. Like in the second half, it just maybe it clicked for me and Brad at the same time. But we literally ran the same play every time down the court. And I know it's different, right? Each game is going to be different based on the matchups. But I am still yet to see somebody start stop TSJ going to the hole one on one if you split. I, I just think too many good things happen when he gets downhill getting past his first man and it's like why do we why do we get away from that so much I, I i would literally run that until they start doubling tsj and then you could do so many different things it, it's just there's this pattern for me where it feels like and maybe i'm over exaggerating because joe you make a good point right i think we overemphasize the losses and we don't talk about enough good things in the wins i think that's just a natural reaction but it just feels to me like when we lose, it's literally because the other team runs the same play every time. And it's like, and I don't feel like we do that enough. I, I feel like find something that works and just run the same play. Right, like I'm playing Madden with my toes back when I was 12 years old. Run the same play until they stop it. Joe, <laughs> I'll let you get in on that. Great throwback with the Madden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of defending defending Dane like I did. One, whether one one game we were talking about, I don't think it was his fault. Um, but I do think that he we should limit how much he plays. Um, I think the reality is, I think Etch called fifteen minutes. I think that's probably good. If we could keep him to ten, that'd be that'd be better. But I don't know if we can do that. I'm more concerned with. I'm I'm more concerned with how many three-point attempts were taking and maybe not how many three-point attempts were taking how many quality threes were taking and in particular the quality threes that our two best players are taking because we're going to need them and then luke goody and and hawkins um because i think if if goody like goody just add, i think adds a lot to the team he, he knows how to move the ball plays a good defense he can help stretch the court so then guys like Mayer and TSJ can get to the hole. Epps, you know, it'd be great if Epps came back and played and, and played well. I just, I think it's hard to ask a guy who had, sounds like a pretty bad head injury and to ask him to come back and be impactful as a freshman in a big time environment. So I'm, I'm putting this more on these, these five guys. I'm going to put it on Hawkins, Goody, Melendez, TSJ, and um, John Matthew Meyer Mayer. 
And uh, the reason why I'm doing that is those guys all have experience. Those guys all have qualities that I would say are, are winning player qualities. Now, some are a little quirkier than others. But those five guys, um, like uh, someone made a comment about Hawkins. I feel like Hawkins is is taking more of a leadership role in the last handful of games. And like yeah, that's really sure. exciting to really exciting to see. And like those are the five guys that I'm and then, you know, other guys can add energy. The freshmen can add the energy off the bench. Um so anyways, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it there, but it, it's important to just get good shots. Yeah. I got I, I think go ahead, Ash. I, I, I was just gonna add two quick things is um number one, I think I think Ty's gotta be part of that that group that you named Joe I think you're exactly right when this team's playing its best I think Ty's on the court he's such a he's he's kind of like a unicorn and his 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 willingness and ability to go at the offensive glass is huge it's huge um so yeah I would I would I would say I would say that the last game was a little bit worrisome for me to to see him only play for 12 minutes into play less than Goody. I hope he plays more. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say is I, I raised this in the Javaman text, and it's that so with all these NBA players that are going to be in the game, um, Anthony Black, Nick Smith, Devontae Davis, Taryn Shannon, um, Matthew John Mayer Meyer, um, and Coleman, this is a huge opportunity for them, for Coleman, TSJ, and Meyer to put on a show like Shaps was sitting near Gar Foreman and Gar Gar's day is past, but, um, you know, the, <laughs> I think he's still a pro scout. Yeah, I think he is a still a pro scout. And, and that will be a fact on Thursday at three 30, there will be NBA eyes yeah. glued to that game. And not, and that's not, you know, gassing our guys up. That that's a big part of it is because of Arkansas, but th- Right. It, it's such a huge opportunity. I I would think that's another way I'm willing my PMA here, is that I would <laughs> I, I would think that Boom. that TSJ that Coleman and that well Meyer probably doesn't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be he'll be super. Meyer's worried about his mind. He's been yeah. to the mountain. I wa- yeah. He's been. I want to believe that. Etch. I want to believe that I, so badly I believe too. It. I believe because it it makes it makes sense. So th- th- it's so hard it. because it doesn't seem like anything motivates this team like no big game except for you know in in the november december games but they you know they didn't show up in the northwestern game they got down by 20 in the second northwestern game and had to crawl back in a in what was a huge game they didn't you know they got off to a terrible start at, in the purdue game they got off to a a terrible start at penn state for the third time so it it doesn't seem like this team just gets like motivated and comes out to play harder and we're gonna you know play with our hair on fire and and get off to a great start like they they just that's just not their um makeup you know i think because of their leadership and just the personalities that they have like shannon and meyer they're just really laid back kind of guys and so it's it's just really hard to figure out what exactly (laughs) motivates this team and i feel bad for underwood because he's clearly tried everything so they can say that, oh, yeah, nobody's picking us, you know, it's us against the world sort of thing. And I hope that they actually do use that as motivation. We just haven't seen it 
yet. And I, I really, really hope that they do prove everyone wrong. It would be awesome to see. All right, boys. Prediction time. Remember, this is PMA <sighs> episode. Positive mental attitude. So we're going to go around the horn. I'm going to get a prediction out of all you guys. I, I want... I want a score, and then I want just a, a brief thought on the reason why or why not we win the game. I'm going to start with Etch. Java Etch. All right, I'm going... No pressure. I'm going 72 to 71... Or at, I'm sorry, 72 Illini, 70 Arkansas. I think, it, I think there's going to be points in this game. Um... So I, I think that total's pretty high, but I think it's going to be up and down. I am I am hopeful for the Dane that Dane is limited minutes wise, um, and if Dane's limited minutes wise, this game can get up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, and I think I think Illinois will go to the basket. I think that they will they have some experience, um, not like Arkansas's that I'm sure one of you will touch on, but. Um, I, I think they're going to be up and down. I think Illinois is going to keep it close, and then Meyer and Shannon will will close it. Um, the NBA thing's huge, boys. I mean, <laughs> it's huge. So that's that's mine. Seventy-two, seventy, Illinois. Is this the now that you mentioned that Edge, out of all the matchups in the first round, is this the most NBA prospects? That's a good question. I can't. I can't imagine. I don't know who um, Kentucky is playing. What, I don't know who Alabama. Like, there's no way that Alabama is going against any NBA guys. It's got to yeah, be. Yeah, Kentucky's playing Providence. Uh, they've got Hopkins, who came from Kentucky. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, this is no question one of the marquee first round matchups. Chaps. I think it'll be. Probably lower scoring, ugly affair, a lot of missed shots by both teams. It won't, I don't think it'll be the prettiest game, to be honest. Um, the closer, I mean, when the draw came out, I'm like, there's no way Illinois wins this game just based on we haven't beat a good team in, in three months. The only Big Ten team without a quad one win during conference play. Arkansas is finally healthy, getting their NBA player back in the lineup. Got a few games under his belt now. They've played <laughs> a lot better, even though they've they haven't gotten the wins. They've they played better. They nearly beat Alabama. The closer it gets, though, once like game time comes around, I usually flip a switch and just say like, "Oh, I don't see any way Illinois loses." Love it. Once the orange blood starts pumping. But I think it will be a lower scoring affair. I'll say sixty-six to sixty-two. The orange and blue. And <laughs> on. Chefs, you had me worried for a moment there. <laughs> if you're, I don't know if I would have asked you back if you said the Razorbacks. <laughs> Dollar bills. You're sitting there very astute, thinking about your pick. I'm going to go 
Illini. I just think that <laughs> when it when a team has you know, I'm looking at a lot of these stats with Arkansas. Again, they have 13 losses. Like any like, uh, sometimes I think we all need to just take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. <laughs> I think deep, we have 12 though, right? Deep breath. <laughs> we weren't missing an NBA play. <laughs> take a step back out of our orange and blue bubble. And let's just look around. Arkansas has lost a lot. Joe just put on his orange glasses. A lot of games. They were missing their NBA player. Yeah, their NBA player also looks like he comes back and wants to play hero ball based on the <laughs> shot selection because, oh, he wants to be the number one overall pick. So I think there's gonna Is be that some, true? I think there's going to be some of that going. Yeah, look at the stats. He's, he shoots the most shots of, of on the team. And I just think that... That's Smith, right? Yeah, That's Smith. Not, is that... Yeah, Smith. Yeah, okay. Number I one just, recruit I, in the country. Yeah, number one recruit in the country. He's great, but I just... I don't know. There's There's been a lot of teams that have the number one recruit in the country and don't do anything. I, I just think we, we're we all assuming, like, Illinois is underperformed, blah, 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 blah. Arkansas has done the same thing. Arkansas is underperformed. You know? Like, they, they clearly aren't... They put a they put an, an all star team together, and this all star team isn't playing well together. Yeah. So like, I let's just let's let's take a step back and like realize Illinois is probably you know Arkansas is dealing with a lot of the same stuff Illinois is. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on. Um, Musselman actually this is tough because Muss is a very good coach. I'm gonna lean on <laughs> I'm gonna lean on guys that have been through an NCAA tournament. And that's what I'm going to lean on as to the reasoning as to why Illinois will 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 win. And I think I'm hoping they've they've learned that you can't take 25 threes a game. You have to take closer to 15. And if if Illinois shoots closer to 15 threes in the game versus 25, we will win the game as I've described. Moss is a maniac, by the way, so it's going to be really entertaining watching him and, and Brad duke it out for, like, the biggest psycho on the sidelines. A couple things I forgot to mention, Legs, and then we'll get your pick. Arkansas, going in their favor, they've been to the Elite Eight the last two years, so they've got a lot of experience there. Joe. That we, whoa, 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 whoa. We just said that they have freshmen on their team. They have one player left from those All two right. Elite Eights. Sorry, but I just I couldn't. Coach. Sorry. No, I agree. I agree. Coach. But the coach has, has obviously been there. <clears throat> coach coach uh, is better. But a couple things going in our way. <laughs> Arkansas is 0-5 against Illinois all time. All right. I like Never that. beaten us before. Who's officiating? Chefs. <laughs> <Jeffs. laughs> Sorry. The other thing, this is a Burt. This is a Burt revenge game. Yes. Oh, yes. Bert, we haven't even talked right. about that. That's right. I hope Bert is there. Bert's gonna, yeah, he'll be in. The Honestly, he's got to be there. That's he loves going to Iowa too. He's he's got the yeah. Iowa roots too. If he can go to Iowa and watch his Illini beat the team that fired him, Bert's gonna be chowing down, bringing his own hogs. They're gonna be sending the hogs. Bert's gonna be bringing his own hogs. <laughs> Chefs, can't that, wait to watch. This that, is for Bert. That is literally the biggest reason that Illinois should should have a leg up here. Yeah. And I hope he wears the orange parachute. 
Orange or white? <laughs> yeah, put him on the bench. That might be. I forgot about that. Might be connection. the secret weapon in all of this. Legs, yeah, what do you nice think? call. Nice call. Real quick, I'm changing my pick if if Bielema shows up. <laughs> 70, <laughs> seventy-five. Run the ball. Seventy-five, fifty-seven, Alina. <laughs> oh, Joe, you still take it to the I, bank. I, I drive to Gary. I wasn't gonna go that drastic. I'm going seventy-five to sixty-seven. And the only reason it's an eight-point game is because Arkansas buries a couple meaningless layups at the end. There we go. So I, I think, I, I, you know, we talk about Penn State bad matchup, Mizzou bad matchup. I, I don't know. Maybe we play a team like us. We haven't done that before, so it can't get any worse type thing. But I, I my reason is TSJ and Meyer, like you guys have all said. And I think they're going to get it done. The the lights are going to be on, boys, and that's when those guys have shined in the past. Love Texas, that time. Texas and we UC- were built for March. Yeah, we were. Texas and UCLA are very much uh, matched up like us, so it's interesting. So the last thing I'm going to say, because we're going to wrap this up shortly, we're in the West region, boys. We know where the regional <laughs> is being hosted. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but this is the PMA episode. So will I be seeing you gentlemen in Vegas against Northwestern a week from Sunday? Bet on it, legs. Bet It'll on have it. to be done. And we'll get a we'll get the pool at, at we'll get the cabana at the Circa Stadium swim uh in between the Sweet Sixteen and the Elite Eight games to watch so- to watch the other matchups. I'm actually going back to Vegas end of April for a couple's trip. But if we're playing Northwestern in Vegas, <laughs> I it's almost like a no-brainer, right? Like you you got to hop on. I know Joe will be there. Joe <laughs> yeah, Joe's concocting some I'm sort of reasoning in his head as right we speak. Well, that would <laughs> be the Kitty Cats got past. They got past UCLA. Joe's like, wait a minute, that's a possibility? That would be a elite. I know. I didn't think that was until the Elite Eight, though, right? Or is it before well, that? that's to go yeah. to the Final Four. Yeah, that's not gonna right. But if it does, I'll, I'll <laughs> be in Vegas. But if, it, but if it does, I will be in Vegas with Jimmy. All I'm gonna say is all will be forgiven for the Loyola loss because that's been three years, and I have not forgiven Sister Jean for that. So maybe I'll see you boys in Vegas in a week. That's the hope. That's the hope. Who do we play when we beat Kansas? UConn. UConn? I don't know UConn, who the five UConn's is. UConn's a popular pick for the final yeah. four. Yeah. Get the, I, I didn't know UConn. They're a little I'm too not, popular. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sold. UConn's Ken Palm's like number four or something. Hey, Ridiculous. Yeah. Did you, but then they keep getting crushed by Marquette. St. Mary's is the five. Did you guys listen uh, to... Um, I know we didn't do a Big Ten outlook, but uh, real quick. Have you guys listened to uh, Brad Evans on the Illini Inquirer podcast? No, what did he, what's the clip? Yeah. He's not picking any Big Ten teams to make the Sweet 16. No. <laughs> I don't blame him. I think Indiana we, will. Indiana might lose their first game. Kent State is good. No, they yeah. they were good in the 2000s. Kent State, yeah, they're not going to be able to guard TSJ in that freshman. I think Indiana's going to roll. That. Kent State's really what, good. That, that's for, well, that's what's, for Col- what's Colt do- what's Colt doing 
for the games. <laughs> we all think Purdue is going down in like the second round, right? I, I think they're going to have the same issue that we always had with Kofi. I mean, we've talked about it a lot. I think this team is built for March. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, in all seriousness, though, it's like you get a good coach, and and just like Kofi, I think Edie's going to be a liability defensively. Dude, okay, guys, this is ridiculous, though. Like, I was looking at the bracket last year. I know we're, like, <laughs> we're, we're oh, saying man. how, like, far-fetched it would be. But St. Peter's literally went to the Elite Eight last year. They beat Purdue. St. Peter's beat Purdue somehow last year with Jaden Ivey and Edie on the team. Give me a break. I would be suicidal if that happened to Illinois. <laughs> and then also, North Carolina went to the championship as an eight. That team stunk in the regular <laughs> season. They were literally terrible. Yeah, how did that team? So, I, how did that team? Man. They they look so good in that tournament too. Like they look so good, and then this year they don't even make the tournament and reject it's the crazy. NIT. Yeah, oh, that's pathetic. That is pathetic. Man, I don't blame them. Uh, come uh, on, per- you're you're too good for the NIT. Me- Give me a break. Memphis looked good against Houston, so that's who Purdue could have in the second round if if Memphis gets past FAU, which I think they will. And watching that Houston Memphis game. <laughs> Well, we don't need to bring up any uh any any past <laughs> games until next week or two weeks or three weeks from now. But they Houston has all the same players from yeah. From last I know. Year. I'm very happy we're not in Houston's bracket. That team scares the hell out of me. Memphis because that was Memphis, the only team last Memphis year. Memphis took it to Houston. Memphis is good. Watch watch Iowa Dude. knock them off. But Houston didn't Iowa have stinks, their best player. I, w- I would kill to play Iowa in the first round. That was the eight seeds. Chaps, you mentioned eight seeds that I'd rather play. I'd rather play Iowa well, out of all. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, we would, but we would beat Iowa. Hilarious, hilarious matchup, by the way, of Iowa and Auburn. Like, Illinois fans have no idea who to root for Yeah. in that one with Bruce Pearl playing the team that he was coaching for when he snitched and got Illinois in trouble. Yeah, I might <laughs> so, I might be Can a, both of those teams lose? I, I don't know. I might be a bad fan, but I like Big Ten. Like I, I would take Iowa in a heartbeat over Bruce Pearl. And I, I went to the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee basketball camp in two thousand one <laughs> when Bruce Pearl was the head coach. Shame oh, on man. you. That explains your game, Etch. I was a panther, panther pit. That when we had to run, when we had to run suicides, they called it the panther pit. We we were in the panther pit like every day. Yeah. <laughs> Call me crazy. All right, I'm, here are my two, here are my three Big Ten teams in the Sweet Sixteen: Northwestern, Penn State, and I think Purdue gets it done. All right. You think North Northwestern's huh? beating UCLA? Yeah, that's going to be my crazy pick. I just think that Jesus. they their defense can guard two players on UCLA. I like that. And Penn State's I, beating Texas. That I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think I like I think I like Indiana's draw better than all everyone's. I think I like I, Indiana in the Sweet 16 too. I like Indiana to the Sweet 16, and then... I think Indiana has the best path to get to the Sweet 16. But, man, Houston... But it, it's not going to be easy. 
because I think their first round matchup is really hard. And Miami, they good. have to play Miami's. Miami's really good. They can score. They don't play any defense, but they score a lot of points. If Illinois could get three teams the Sweet Sixteen, there'd be some upsets in there, and that'd be a good look for us for the for the conference. Because everyone's a dog Boys. in it. Lot this to look is, forward what, to. I this love is this. What we've been waiting for. My, my, I, I had a couple of regrets for the Big Ten tournament, but my other regret is the three thirty tip off on Thursday. So this is how I'm going to leave it for the crew because I just want quick thoughts from some family men that we have here. Three thirty tip off. I got my daughter, my four year old daughter's first show ever. She'll be on Broadway one day. <laughs> doubtful <laughs> she gets my acting skills and performing annie preschool play five o'clock start is there any worse start than that i'm already getting the guilt trip i had to cancel the watch party do you a option a watch the first half follow on your phone during the play or option b record and try to avoid any news and watch it later I still think you should think you should take the body double route. Just go, just go scour, <laughs> scour downtown the next day, and just just find someone who's like pretty close to you. Option C. Yeah, it's tough if if you're gonna be watching on your phone during your little girl's play. I I don't <laughs> think your wife will ever let you live that down. Unfortunately, you're down bad. But yeah, there's a lot of risk, obviously, in recording it. And watching it later, because risk either way, chaps. It's there's a lot of risk, probably not much reward. <laughs> uh, best of win. luck. Yeah, my we didn't do uh, the captain and plank this time, but my plank was gonna be the guy that no the, planks, no planks. Well, my, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, mine was gonna be you know the the higher ups at CBS Turner whatever who, who came up with this ridiculous bullshit. TV schedule, everyone is talking about the Illinois-Arkansas game as being, like, the best matchup in the first round, and they don't put it in primetime. It's horseshit. They were definitely they were definitely not thinking about the young parents when they scheduled that game. No, 3.30 is terrible. But, we got to pick three, up our kids from school. But, and... but 3.30, I mean, imagine if you, if you were 25, that's pretty yeah. good. Well... They're trying to keep the Java men down. They know. They know. <laughs> they know. Java Joe. What does one Java Joe do in that situation? I've been going mastermind. I've been going back and forth a lot on this. I think you. <laughs> wa- I think you watch. I think you. I I do a lot of recording of games. Yeah. Um, I think you watch the first half. You. Uh, that way you have an idea of like how the game's going, and then you just don't watch the second half. Record it. Oh, and then idea. you just have have you just have the deal with Michelle. Say, hey, when I get home, I'm watching yeah. the game. Like I'm not I'm not going through the whole routine. Or or you even leave right after the show's over. You take two cars, <laughs> leave <laughs> leave right after leave right after leave right after the show's over. Get back there. You can watch it all in 30 minutes. They're home. You're you're a hero, dad. Uh, <laughs> Because you were there, and you maybe waved to Ollie on your way out, and then you go watch the game, and then and then you you don't really miss much. You don't have to worry as much about like texts coming through and all that. 
You'd have to. Only a true madman could watch the first half and then record and not <laughs> Dude, find out the rest. That I mean, you. Nuts. That's like. I don't that's know like, if I would do that. Route. That's like finding out the like only one parent finding out the gender of a kid. I've done it. I've done it a few times on those like six o'clock starts yeah. that we've had this year where I've, I've watched the first half and then I, you know, put the kids to bed and then I'll watch the second half. But March Madness is is a little different. The anxiety that would be pumping through you, especially yeah, if like the yeah, game's really like, con- yeah. you're, if every like every conversation you have, you're just thinking about it. How if we're down by, you know, like, you're just. Yeah, sitting in that audience, just tapping your foot, like biting your fingernails, thinking about like, oh my God, Illinois was up by one at the half. And <laughs> well, TBD. I'll I'll keep you boys posted. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about it next week when we're previewing the matchup against UConn in Vegas, baby. <laughs> Gentlemen, well done tonight. Happy we got the crew together. You guys are awesome. We got it. This is it. We're built for March. Nothing else mattered. We've said it all year. Nothing else matters. We needed Sweet 16 or bus, boys. Here we go. ILL. I and I. I and I. Yeah, it's time to walk the plank.